This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung country and we wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. We recognise First Peoples of Australia as the original storytellers of this country and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. You are listening to a semi-precious podcast hosted by Uncut and Unpolished Sisters Amber and Jade. Hello, sister and people listening, if anybody is listening. (laughs) Welcome to episode nine of Semi Precious, where we talk about what we would tell our 25-year-old selves. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be a good old-fashioned trip down memory lane. We did have to make several notes about what we were actually doing at 25. Jay can't remember anything about her 20s. I don't know who I was. She's either going to make this shit up (laughs) or... (laughs) She's going to take a lot of scribbling notes halfway through me talking. I'm just going to pretend to remember. No, I think if you talk, then it'll jog my memory. Uh, Maybe. But we were pretty separate during our 20s. We were. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was what were we actually doing at 25? And I think I came up with the idea of 25 because I felt like that was my golden era. Mm. 24, 25. That that was a good time for you. It was a good time, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'll still have golden years, <laughs> like the golden girls. The golden girls. <laughs> Your golden years are yet to come. Yeah, the golden girls. God, that looks fun. I know. Didn't it? I wonder who I'd be on the golden girls. I feel like I would be. Um, You're the. B. Oh, what's her name? The old, not the old duck, but the. The taller one. Yeah, yeah, the taller bossy one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, cynical and uh, witty. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So what were you like then? 25. So I lived in Adelaide when I was 25 and so I was quite removed from the family. I'd broken up with my boyfriend of eight years. Mm. It's quite a long time. So I think I'd broken up with him maybe a year before, year and a half. So I moved there to Adelaide with him. I lived in the city. I remember just being quite footloose and fancy free, like I was earning a pretty good income. I had a car that cost me $300, which is now worth about 200000 if I had a kept it story. What? Yeah. What? What car was this? Vintage Datsun 240K. Yeah, people, collectors buy them. Really? I know. Okay. We'll get to investment. There, there's that investment there. A solid investment. Yeah, so I think at 25 I was – nearly the the kind of the fittest or I remember just having like really liking the way that I looked. That's a strong, strong memory. Alrighty. And I I think I was a, I was still planning on going overseas because I think I left for overseas potentially even twenty five, but turning twenty six. Um so between twenty four and twenty five I was single. I was very thin. I had no debts. I lived in the inner city, yeah, just was living my best life. That sounds pretty good. It was good. I'm still struggling to grapple with who I was and where I was at Jane that particular no, time. Is this like a drug-induced haze? Like, vacant. What were you doing? Uh, were you on share 486? Oh, but I've got to remember you were 25. So you would have only been 22. Two. Oh, God. Yeah, let's not. All right, let's not go to me at 22. No. That was really not pleasant. But you at um, 25. Me so three years later. Three years later. Which body shape were you? Because you really fluctuated, oh, fluctuated during your 20s. a lot. Okay, hang on. Help me. 
three years later, what were you doing? And then that'll put me oh, as three to where years I was. later. I it all went to shit because I was pregnant, came back from overseas. Right. Okay. Well, that so gives I went me back context. to Adelaide. Yeah, the story does not end well. It does because I do have my son, but it did not end well <laughs> for lots of other reasons. Okay. Uh, so I remember now where I was twenty five. I was living in Abbotsford, and in I just started the relationship with the uh-huh. tall, dark, handsome. Oh, are you sure fella. you want to do this episode? Yeah. No, I do not want to do this episode. <laughs> Uh, no, Maybe you was, go back to 22. Maybe back that's to 22 is better. Uh, no, but I think my 20s, it's hard to kind of put in just a particular age because my whole 20s seemed to be a theme of really intense relationships, really big breakups, uh, overinvestment in other people's stories and mm. traumas, really just grappling to to get my shit together, I think. And and in that travel, fun, live music, but I think also a lot of missed opportunities. I think I was, you know, fun and playful and creative and exploring, but I was also uh, a little too invested in, in other people, I think. Mm. I think it was also the year, the years for you, if I remember correctly, where you didn't, you just had a job. You were just yeah. doing jobs, but yeah. you didn't love it. Oh, no, I hated my you work. Have, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, you didn't sort of, you weren't getting any mean, you weren't climbing any ladders and you weren't no. having any meaningful connection to your work. No, not at all. I, I just was constantly wanting to get out of it and change, but never being brave enough. So outwardly, I looked very confident and brave and bubbly and social, but inwardly, definitely a lot of self-doubt and a lot of just just no responsibility, really. I just lived for each mm. day. Certainly no fiscal management. No fiscal management, mm. no. No, there still might not be a lot of that, but getting you know, better. getting slowly steps, getting better. Steps. The intent of this episode, and this was inspired um, also by our niece who sent us an exceptionally long list of, of things that we should talk about. And mind you, she is only 28. So I'm like, well, that's only three years ago for you if you're. Yeah, she, she's a faster learner than I was. She's a faster learner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the things that we want to talk about that we, what advice would we give to our younger selves with now some, for me, 23 years on? Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the the ways I describe my 20s is the messy 20s. And, And I say that as a way of not judging myself harshly for the mistakes I made and the mestakes I made and the mistakes I made. Yeah. So whatever happens in your 20s stays in, in your, your 20s. 20s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Thankfully not... it does back then because there was no social media. Oh, yeah, for sure. Imagine that was awesome. that pop up on your story or you're just oh, constantly no. in that would ego. That would not be nice. No. Here's a memory of you at 25. Mm-hmm. No. So I think for me I say messy 20s so that I can kind of forgive myself. The one thing that comes to mind for me, if I could tell my 25-year-old self, and that's only because if any of you have listened to previous episodes, you would have heard me talk about 
like just the consistent battle with body image, like with loving Mm. my body, appreciating my body. My 25-year-old body was exceptional. And so (laughs) what I would tell myself back then is really appreciate that body and you should do that anyway, but especially like I remember even back to high school when I was doing 300 sit-ups every morning before I went to school in year 11 and 12. Were you? Yeah. Jesus. I was, yeah, but I didn't, I still didn't think that I was, looked great. You know what I mean? But now like three dress sizes heavier or four, why didn't I appreciate that? Like why didn't I go, wow, this really. It's amazing. You know, I put the note down saying accept the love-hate relationship that you will have with your body till Mm -hmm. the end of days so that you don't have to really, you don't have to love your body but you don't have to. Maybe respect it. Yeah, respect it. it. I remember one of the hang-ups I had in high school was that the ridge of my lips, what do you call that bit? What's it? No idea. I don't know. It's got a name. She's pointing to a part uh, of her face. I'm <laughs> but it wasn't. The nose and the lips. wasn't pronounced enough. Like the, the arch of mm. my lips was not pronounced enough. And and so. Did some toss bag boy say something to you about that? I don't know. I think I just looked and went, you know, you compare yourself to others and you go, oh, well, that's not right. And also that my stomach had like a little kind of. Pooch. Pooch. And then kind of a second one, so it had this like across the belly. It was kind of like banded in. I don't know. Used to say I had like two stomachs. (laughs) That's just the way I'm made. (laughs) But these small little things that you pick out, and they dictate what you wear, how you think about yourself, and really they're insignificant. You're not always going to love. There's always going to be something you're not Mm. loving. And not to let it dictate what you do and what you wear and where you go and don't have to love it. But I remember having a really fabulous pair of red trousers. Oh, when you said a fabulous pair, I don't know why. I just went to like. <laughs> I also had a fabulous <laughs> rack, but uh, a fabulous pair of red trousers that, you know, when you just have something that you know you look really good in. Yeah. Yeah. That was those pants? That was those pants. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember. And a gold shiny pair of pants at one of my nightclub versions. Oh. <gasps> I used to wear a lot of like trousers with tops. I feel like that's quite a luxury to look good in trousers and tops now. Right. <laughs> okay. Will the button do up? Is my gluten intolerance now going to cause some sort of bloating? Yeah. Can I can I wear them this week? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Body. What else? Money. I mean, look, I've never been terrible with money, but I probably could have been better at making some investment choices. So I remember at that time. I probably did have enough money to to buy property, like an apartment or something. And I remember even when I was living in Adelaide, a friend of mine was looking at property in Melbourne around like Nicholson Street. So mm-hmm. that'd be Collingwood Fitzroy. Yep. And this apartment was going for like 155000 mm. on on Nicholson Street. It was like a two-bedroom. And we're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. If I had have put an investment in then before – money gets tied up by everything else, I would have at least yeah. had a um, a foot in the door. See, I was a bit more impulsive and hedonistic, I guess, and I, I think it, because I didn't know about my ADHD, that definitely changes the lens. Had I known back then, many of these things would have been different and in particular money 
Mm. Well, yeah. you might have you might have understood the deficit, so then been able to correct or get support. Yeah, exactly. And so the ADHD tax of gym memberships and late fines and impulse buying and also not having great self-worth, so not going for a career or a job with better money. Mm. So I just saved money and then spent it traveling, then saved money and spent it traveling. And whilst travel is super important and, and they are definitely, that was the highlight of my 20s, I think I should have had a third <laughs> savings. Because yeah. you could have done all that and just and had, had a little funnel. Yeah, exactly. So not just dividing it between living and um and obviously, I spent too much on nights out. You know? mm. I mean, the other little B version to that is taking notice of your superannuation. Mm-hmm. And we know that women have insufficient superannuation. We're going to get on the super gap. And so, rant. yeah, even when I came back from overseas and yeah, you know, I've got not as much super as I should, even though I now invest into it, but comparatively – because A, I was working overseas, so I wasn't earning super for those two years. And then when I came back, of course, child rearing or doing freelance work, you weren't earning super. Mm. I wish that I had have invested a bit more in super or at least invested in understanding more about my superannuation. Yep. Whenever and the fact I've... that it's actually, it is your money and it is also an investment in the future. Yeah. Whenever I've got a younger client, especially if they're self-employed, I'm like, I don't care what you're doing, put money in your super. Put money in your super. Yeah. yeah. There's no excuse. They don't talk enough about it at school. No. That's so true. poor financial literacy at schools, especially just with basic life skills. Secondly, if you don't have parents that are going to help you or talk to you about that, which certainly we didn't, but lots of People, I'd imagine. No, wouldn't. we didn't really have no, the, we didn't have the those money financial talk. literacy skills. Then, yeah, you don't really know. Yeah. And then cool. it comes back to bite you later on. It does. Thanks for that doom and gloom. Mm. Still, <laughs> still living that. Uh, you do have up on the board, um, fuck marriage. Fuck marriage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so for all those. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm hoping it does change, Planning but I don't day. feel the sentiment that it is. There is still the dream for people to grow up, to get married and live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I, don't I was obsessed with it. recently read Clementine Ford's new book, I Don't, I think it's called, about just, yeah, the marriage myth. No, I haven't read it. I haven't read it either. She's oh. only, like, it's only out like the last two weeks. Oh, okay. She's been doing a lot get of on it. social media on it. But, it, like, it really is an antiquated concept in general. Mm-hmm. So firstly, humans were never designed for partnerships that lasted 40, 50 years. Yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like people Marri- were dead by 40, so sure, you can you could get live married by the time you finished your kids and that was it. Your husband like, was dead right. and you were out with your girls, like <laughs> living it living up. The dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Now these men live so long, you've got to tolerate them till their 80s. Yeah. I mean, I never, yeah, yeah. You know, changing your name. Like I, I still have a problem with people changing their names. It just needs to be a better system that's not where you can still be able to track descendants of people without everyone feeling like they need to change their last name to mm, one name. She's getting on a feminist bandwagon feminist here. Bandwagon. But what about the – But the dream of marriage. Like yeah. I think so many people either waste their 20s or are filled with anxiety in their 20s and their 30s because – 
they feel like they need to meet someone and, and get married and procreate and if they can't, there's yeah. They're either making poor relationship decisions because they ultimately want that to happen. She's looking at me really intensely <laughs> when she's saying poor relationship decisions. Or, hey, I uh, make poor relationship decisions. <laughs> you just made more of them. I did. And I think, you know, I, I invest a little too intently as we've talked into relationships. I've got all kinds of relationships. Um, and I think there is that there was part of that kind of desperation. Oh, I've got to, this has got to be the one. Mm. This has got to work. And I think I would hold relationships lighter now. Not that you don't commit, you know, I'm a relationship therapist. You've got to But not so much intensity. Yeah, but not so so much intensity to make something work that is not working. I think that's where I would lighten up in my 20s, whether Mm. that's a friendship or a family relationship or if it's not. If it's not working, lighten up a bit about it. I mean, the other part that that kind of is connected to that is um, the part around fixing broken people. Oh, I love the good fixer-upper. I mean, you were a fixer-upper in friendships and romantic yeah. interests. Well, I, I thought you were saying that I was needing the fixing-uppering, which no. is true. <laughs> Well, yes, just but then no, I was not going to be as rude as to as you weren't. Ah, oh, are you trying to change your reputation on this podcast? <laughs> just not to turn things around. Trying to turn things around. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did love a good project. I liked the chase. Yeah. It you... is a common gendered trait: either tame the archetypal bad boy, mm-hmm. or just feel like they can yeah fix or help or nurture or mother broken people. Yeah. I'm not sure what it's like for women in a same-sex relationship. Mm, I think it depends on your disposition, really. Mm. I feel like I only did that once, but it was a catastrophic outcome. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just a small, (laughs) I'm going to try and help fix this person. Like it led to years and years of pain and trauma. Yeah. Let's not go too deep into that that for you. But yes, I, I agree. But I did that with friends, with family members, with Mm. Uh, relationships and really just wasted a lot of good years trying to to fix. The hot tip is it's not your problem. Someone being broken or someone having trauma or someone needing support or someone having mental health issues or someone having a neurodivergence that, you know, makes them more difficult to communicate is not your problem. I mean, not saying we don't have to support people, obviously, that we love, but Invest in the people that you have less choice in. Mm. But also, yeah, yeah, you can make choices to support those people, but you don't have to accept poor behaviour because of those. No, and I was saying to somebody the other day that what I have learned is you can lean in and lean out at your own discretion. I can help one day and then not help the next. I don't have to keep a continual amount of energy and support for people that I can. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Even in parenting, I don't have to, I don't have to be at the same level of parenting. Some days I've got more energy. Some weeks I've got more energy and other weeks I'm like, you're fed, you're bathed. Yeah. Like that's that's all I got. Minimum standards (laughs) and we're out. That's it. And to go with that flow, I think I'm learning that more and more that I'll just give what energy I've got to give. And when I don't have it, I'll let you know. I'm not going to be an ass about it. I'll let you know. 
I'm I'm tired. I can't hear your story. I can't engage in this right now and I'll get back to you. And okay. the being consistent. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think that's just a natural ebb and flow. But I, I do believe that if you don't do that, the insight is you potentially get caught in yeah. setting expectations for yourself that then you need to perpetually exactly. meet. Exactly. Even even And then you end parenting. up feeling trapped because you've done that. You, you've started that way and mm-hmm. you're like, well, now I can't course correct because I've set a, an expectation. Oh, precedence for yeah. that. Yeah, precedence, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. What else? All right, so we've talked about um, don't buy into the shitty fairy tale um, dream of marriage. Really? Get into your superannuation, understand that. Understand compound interest. No, I don't. Thank you. Do you understand? Do we, no. <laughs> I don't. Should we? Jay looks exceptionally uh, yeah, fearful. Confused. Yeah. The barefoot investor, if I read that many, many years you ago. You did. You gave it to me. I did not you read did it. You did not read it. No. no. Um, uh, money still gives me a panic feeling. Money, so, yeah. Um, don't fix broken people. But buy you can fix me. If That's you can okay. afford mm-hmm. it. And you can buy me a property if you can afford it too. Understanding banking. Yeah. Kind of. Maybe sort of. you know these these could be tips tip for me. Jade is not doing right now. <laughs> uh, there is a note down here because we do have some semblance of structure. Stop apologising. Yeah, I apologised a lot through my twenties. I think for even existing, I remember just saying sorry a lot. for everything mm. all the time, and I still notice myself uh, apologising. You know, somebody will come over. I'm like, oh, sorry, I haven't. My allergies have been bad. I haven't been able to do the gardening. Sorry, my grass is so long. Yeah. Why the hell am I <laughs> apologizing to you, some oh person I don't actually long. even know that my grass is too long? Yeah. And and so I'm like, okay, I don't need to apologize. I don't care if you think I should have mown my grass. No. I haven't got around to it and I don't need to make excuses. So I'm still doing these. Many of these lessons are still lessons I do have sunscreen on today, just letting you know that's Mm. one of her notes. Um, But many of these lessons we're still learning and I think that is also a lesson in itself, that it's not just a continual uphill uh, trajectory. You're not always just, you know what I mean? Like you don't learn this lesson once and then that's that's it. it. You're, oh, I'm never going to apologise again. I'm always just going to be confident. Yeah. I mean, not apologising, yeah, I suppose it's you do need to apologise if you've been an asshole. Oh, yeah, no, this is. This is different. Um, but it's it's just a muscle that you have to practice, right? So you would hope that you would get better yes. at it and about breaking the myth of perfection because mm-hmm. apologising for things like a messy house, um, mm-hmm. which like I can't imagine going to any friend's house if I popped in and it was not immaculate, them not saying, oh, sorry, the house is a bit of a shambles. Yeah. And I would probably still say that. So it is a ongoing de- life yeah, development. That's true. So when we say not apologizing, yes, apologizing, take accountability when you have done something wrong. This is apologizing uh, for having a different opinion, for your grasp being too long, mm. <laughs> for existing. Or especially, I made a note here about like at work, not understanding something, apologizing for not understanding. Mm. You don't need to apologize for not understanding. You can seek clarity. But you don't yeah. need to say, I'm sorry that I don't know that. I'm sorry that I don't get yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. And and I wonder again if that is, you know, more part of that for me was that I did understand things differently or take in information differently. Mm. And so I was often apologizing for 
also with the dyslexia, I was apologizing for my spelling and for my handwriting and for yeah, not understanding things in that way or for running late or for forgetting something. So I, I feel like the apologizing to me for me was was hardwired in because things were more difficult. I was so clumsy and forgetful and stuff. Everybody has flaws and faults and so on and so forth. So you don't need to apologize just for existing. Exactly. Skincare. Yeah, I feel like I rebelled against the skincare at some point because mum went so hard with the skincare. I really think if you're in your 20s, my only advice, if you were going to do nothing in your 20s, the only two things you would do is drink enough water Mm -hmm. and wear sunscreen. Like if you just did those two things, that's that's actually. What about maybe take your makeup off? Ah, taking. Well, that's mostly for your pillowcases, but yeah, it's not great to leave your makeup on. It doesn't just like clog the pores overnight, and then you're not rehydrated. Yeah, I suppose you're cleansing it off the next day. But yeah, I've never been amazing at taking them. I mean, I have to now, of course, because I have expensive pillowcases. So drink some coconut water or take a hydrolyte before you go to bed. Coconut water? Why did why didn't we know that? Okay. Coconut water okay. for your twenties. If you're having a big night, yeah. if you're under thirty, let's just we're just moving coconut water up to the number one ranking position of everything we've just talked about. Yeah, yeah. drinks in coconut water if you've had a few drinks and you wake up the next day and you are hydrated. Yes, yeah, and yeah. some brockers if you really. Yeah, or even those hydrolyte icy poles. Just like you don't even need to put them in the freezer. Just put some in yeah. the drawer, unfrozen, yeah. and just like skull More one of those in the middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> hope that they don't end up all over your bed. And and unless you have kids, you probably don't even have hydrolyte icy poles. Get onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Coconut water, that was a genius move that Jade introduced me to. Yeah, but it was it was a bit late in the game. It was late in the game. There were far too many seedy cheeseburgers and Cokes that were not helping the situation no. in my twenties. Hydrolyte and Panadol. Like just doing that before bed. Yes. Yeah. Or you could not. Binge drink. That Not would be the drink. other yeah. Look. thing that you could do. Yeah. Another thing is uh, you've got don't drink at work events and we'll, and we'll get to that, mm. but I'm still wondering how I'm alive from just not stopping when everybody else is going home and then just getting myself home in Fitzroy and Collingwood on my own. Yeah. I wonder if by the time our girls are at drinking age, like we do have in this country an exceptionally terrible connection to alcohol yeah, we do. in general. If you even think about the recent Melbourne Cup, I oh. find the whole, not just because of the horse racing, but just everything about the gambling and the complete indulgence of yeah it's just like you see all these photos i've been there i try not to judge those young women because i have been there. like just absolutely (laughs) trolleyed and yeah i'm like that actually does not look fun it's it's not fun and it really wasn't fun then then. and i think you know this comes back to apologizing for being for being myself i think some of the masking that we do and that definitely contributed to mm. drinking too much to to fit in, to be okay, which, you know, to the social managing sort of anxiety. aspect. Yeah, managing yeah. anxiety. Whereas if I actually just was spending more time with people that I trusted and that yeah. I was okay being myself with, then I probably wouldn't need to do that. I mean, we didn't have it on the list, but you've raised a really good point. Drinking less in my 20s, I could have done with drinking less. I could have done with drinking less for sure. Yeah. 
I felt yeah. like there were some scenarios that we potentially would have put ourselves in, like you're saying, like walking said, home. How or, am I still alive? Yeah, that were just really unnecessary. And then waking up and feeling like you've really aged your body. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Mm, yeah. Definitely so in moderation. Yeah. When I was 25 and living in Adelaide, I went to a Chamber of Commerce, an International Chamber of Commerce lunch. It was a pretty formal event. I was there with my boss. We had clients there, a table of 10, but there would have been 300 people in this room, like a big, big event. Why did I drink so much wine at a work event? And Mm. then on the way home, I decided, because it was a beautiful sunny day, that I would pop up uh, from the back seat into the middle and stick my body out of the sunroof of my boss's BMW. Oh. And when you say your body, the clothing attached to the- Yes, I was dressed. Okay. Yeah. But I, you know, was buckled in the back as an employee should be when in the car. And, and you just unbuckled and popped uh, unbuckled out through them. Yeah. Clambered yeah. through thing and then he had to break and then I cracked my ribs. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. So don't do oh, that. Don't do that. I don't I, really drink at work events. That would be my recommendation. It doesn't help. I remember drinking at a boyfriend's work event. Ooh. I was young. I was probably only like 20 or something and I had a strapless kind of tube dress on. Ooh. This was in my like really thin days and I've always been big busted so I had a strapless bra on and was walking through Crown Casino. The dress was below my bra and I'm not sure how long it I mean, had been. Look, that looks probably <laughs> in vogue right now. So, right. Uh, so, yeah, that yeah. could have been like that for hours. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't even know where my boyfriend was at the time but, yeah, it was at a big work event. Mm. At yeah. what point did you go, I probably need to go to the bathroom to adjust this or did you just yank it back up? Well, I just yanked it back up because I was just walking around and I don't even know how I noticed, but mm. clearly. Did you go then play the slots after that? Uh, oh, <laughs> why did that sound so seedy? I think I went home is. mortified at yeah. that point. Can't remember. All that's I know is those sort of moments. Uh, yeah. Shouldn't so be drink, at work events. Drink less. Mm-hmm. That's probably. Drink less. Uh, anything else? I do believe traveling is an important part of learning. And both of us travelled, even though it's not on our, what would we tell our 25-year-old self? If I was giving advice to other young people, I would definitely oh, say Definitely travel say travel. Is, that was probably the only good thing really out of my yeah. 20s was travel. Yeah. But mid-20s is a good time to travel. If you want to live overseas, I felt like the time I went was young enough to still enjoy the lifestyle of London at the time in the early 2000s, which... There was a lot of party drugs and nightclubs and lasers, but also I still was serious enough about my career that I was actually working versus working in a bar. So it can be a good time to do that. I think my regret would be that I wanted desperately to live overseas, but I kept letting other people's, whether it was a partner or a family member or something, what was happening for them yeah, interrupt. Yeah, so I didn't make choices based on what I really needed or wanted because I was a people pleaser and invested in other people more than myself. So I never made that decision for myself Mm. to live overseas. So if you've got the opportunity and it's something you want to do, don't let other things get in the way. Yeah, I mean... I know in hindsight it's hard to say, but I went overseas with a partner at the time and I was going anyway. So it was like you could come with me if you wanted, but 
I mm. was going anyway. And in hindsight, I do wish I had gone on my own because I think it would have been a different mm. experience. You know, I had to make lots of compromises that in hindsight, if I went back in time, I would have just said, I'm going, this is important to me. And then yeah. potentially <clears throat> would have made less compromises. I think I'd do that too. Alrighty, what were we saying? What would I do differently? Yeah. Um, so we talked about drinking less. Mm-hmm. Mine has to do maybe with study. I didn't go to uni until 30s. 30 something. And that is fine. I think do education how you want to do education. I have this idea now that if you're going to do a degree, do it in something you really love versus the practical. Yes. And then do your master's in, in the practical. That, yeah. yeah, that in, is a really good. Right. I like that. Because you can you can do your you know, masters in anything. Yeah, really. once you've got your undergrad in it might be whatever it is you're really passionate about and you're probably going to be more dedicated to it and it really is giving you that opportunity to Yeah, you can do political science cuz that's your vibe and then yeah. do a masters in marketing. In, if you yeah, in marketing yeah. or in business or in or whatever it is mm. that you don't have to do your four-year undergrad in something practical that's a long slog because you can go and do your master's in it later. Yeah, not to say that uh, I think I wasn't ready to study until then. But had you have been diagnosed earlier, that Mm -hmm. might have been completely different. Oh, would have been. I think it would have been very different because my narrative was not smart enough to study study Mm. because I'd never been able to sit there and study and I obviously I struggled with the dyslexia and dyscalculia and, and I didn't know that I could actually sit and focus and study understanding yourself and compassion for self. But if you're not there for formal education, that is okay. Just know why it is, so you know, making making yeah. a choice for yourself rather than in fear, mm. I would say. Go to therapy. Well, that sort of leads into the next point around what would you do differently is have more self-respect. And I don't mean that in a, um, you know, like flippant way, but no. like literally drinking too much and making unsafe choices is not based on self-respect. No. Compromising long-term plans or trying to fix someone who is broken, whether that's romantic someone or just even a friendship where you're compromising your own mm. safety or health or mental health, that's not self-respect. No. Definitely could have done with some more therapy in my mm. 20s. Hard to get access to therapy now. That's the biggest problem. Well, it is if you want a psychologist. There are plenty of counsellors mm. out there with, you know, it depends what you're needing help with. I could have just done with a counsellor. Yeah, that is true. Somebody just to talk through some of these things with. Mm. Uh, any other uh, things you would do differently? No, I don't think so. I mean, travel, money. Investing maybe a bit earlier, understanding our super, loving our bodies, wearing sunscreen more. I'm now paying the price for sun damage from decades. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time for it to emerge. And even though I've been very good with, well, skincare for at least 10 years, I'm paying the price now for 20s, in my 20s. Yeah. Not Do you doing. remember the sunscreen song? No. That's clear was the problem. No, it was. Oh, the, the slip, slop, slap. No, not slip, slop, slap. Um, Norm. Um, no. <laughs> um, Life being it, Norm. You know, the. I'll find it. No. I can't. It so, was kind of advice you'd give yourself when you were younger. I remember him saying, oh. you know, protect your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. Do you remember? Oh. Brothers and sisters together will make it through. 
I know oh. you're hurting, but I'm no. I know the song. To be there for you. And then in the middle, it was like the the kind oh, of talking yes, about the talking. Yeah, the sunscreen. Where sunscreen. Where sunscreen was one of the things. When we post this, let's find a song. For let's that find so a song. And socials. we might have to edit me trying to sing on mm. a Sunday morning. Alrighty, what about a semi-precious moment? Well, I'll need you to do yours. Okay. I'll have to well, search I, for mine. I don't know that it's my moment, but let's just do a shout out to my kids this morning mm. in the car on the way in. In some city traffic, my nine-year-old squeals. Oh, no, the slime. I thought the lid was on it. And apparently the entire container of blue slime was underneath her backside in my car. Uh, She was freaking out and screaming because her new jeans had had the slime all over them not really concerned with the fact that it was all over my car seat and my 12 year old was admonishing her and trying to help her but also not helping go oh no oh god it's getting worse i mean this car's meant to be mine in a few years time and this is not looking good and you're so irresponsible and then they're squealing at each other and i was just trying to breathe really Mm. Mm. all the way here and still, I haven't looked in the back seat of my car. I'm just, just in denial for the best. <laughs> about yeah. that scenario. We then jumped into my car, so I've probably got blue slime on the back. No, of my she, yeah. no, that's all right. She managed to get it all off her jeans. Yes, that's on the yeah, car, and so. and I think she kind of just picked each little bit of slime off and then flicked it somewhere else in the car. So now perhaps my entire back seat. I don't know how many times I have said. There's no more slime in my life at all. Anyone ever. with children will know. Like, there's just got to be an anti-slime movement. But then a, I bought her this slime. Unsustainable. It's terrible. Why did you buy slime? I don't, I don't know. Why do you keep making these I same decisions? It needs a whole episode just on that. Poor, poor decisions. But, you know, I think one of our first ever moments was I was running late because I was buying my daughter fidgets. Like, she's constantly wanting. Things like slime and putty mm. and things like that. And fidgets is one thing. My daughter has lots of fidgets. The slime, we've just banned slime. There's just no making slime. So nothing. Anyway, no. maybe that's my semi-precious moment of the fact that I keep buying the yeah. slime even though I have a slime ban. You are responsible. And then letting her in the car with yeah. the slime. This is, yeah. Also, this is my problem. This is all your fault. Yeah. Okay, this and might... in the spirit of what we're telling our twenty-five-year-old selves, I'm not going to try and fix you because this is your. Don't problem. try and fix me, but I think it is also. Uh, I've had a couple of weeks of just being in the in bare fatigue. minimum mm. <laughs> parenting, and so battling the can I have this slime? I just couldn't be bothered battling, so I'm like, whatever. Yeah, play with it in the car. Cover sure. my entire car with it. I don't care. Got no yeah. energy for that. You should have just borrowed your <laughs> husband's car and then. He's got car. it at the airport. Uh, yeah, I'm solo so. parenting for two weeks, so I just don't give a shit, really. Yeah, it's just going to be survival. Um, yeah. I did find my notes mm-hmm. on semi-precious moments. Um, there was nothing really that interesting in there except there was a note, flooded bathroom floor again. I don't did you know. wear your pants? No, no. No, I didn't. I mean, that does happen, but no. Um, I somehow flooded them. I do just have a habit of flooding. She floods. Have we talked about you having to wear a shower cap around the house if you've got the bath running so that you don't flood? No, we haven't. This is something that my husband instilled because mm. he was sick of calling out people to 
rip up carpet and try and dry things after I turned the bath on and let it flood the house. So He's a tolerant man. I've obviously flooded it again. I don't know how, um, but made that note. But I nearly flooded, so we've got a little uh, pond out the back of our yard and I, I literally <gasps> I put the water, <laughs> I put the tap in, uh, the hose in yesterday <gasps> and then was doing something else. And then, you know, when you can just hear the water running going, like I can, it feels very full. Yeah, and I yeah. went out and the water was like right at the top of the pond. Where and I was were the fish? Waiting for the fish oh. to be like overflowing. So it nearly happened again. I should have put the shower cap on you even just the for the filling on. up the pond. Yeah, basically anything with water, you need shower a shower cap. cap on. Yeah, shower All cap right. on. So, All so right. So that's that. All right. Up. Um, up. So we had a goal of getting to 10 episodes for this year. Did we start this podcast this year? Yes. Yes, we did. We did. Um, what we need to do is you need to give me a deadline to edit because I will take the files and then never do anything. Okay, so you've got till the end of you got seven days. This needs to be up edited by in seven days. The twenty ninth of November. <sighs> All right, I'll put it in the diary, and, and everyone will know now because we've said dates. So okay, so nine accountability. I can just edit this bit out though. <laughs> oh, asshole. <laughs> That is true. Uh, so episode 10 is going to be our um, highs and lows of the year, 2023 highs and lows. Mm. So you'll have to start thinking about maybe your top five either okay. way. Cool. Top five red, top five green. Alrighty. There we go. Do it. Thanks, everyone. If you'd like to listen to more of our ramblings, follow and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. We do actually need to look at the data on how many people are actually listening. Someone asked so, me the other day and I'm like, I don't Everybody know. always asks me. I'm Five like, I don't people, know. Ten. If you listen, you might make six. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so until next time, embrace your uncut and unpolished selves. See ya. Bye. This podcast represents the personal opinions of Amber and Jade. No content should be taken as advice or recommendations.